Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra Boudreaux. We're the amateur nerds here to talk about Minute 45 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with Petey still a-pickin', and it ends with Mr. Bean throwing a tantrum. Condra, we don't have any special guests on today. It's just a just a you and me episode. But we have two of the greatest, not the greatest lines, but like great lines in the movie in this minute. So, I mean, we still win regardless. Within this minute, there are like three iconic moments. Yes. I'm very zazzed. We get the end of Petey's song here. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, as far as I can reckon, they're sitting up there still singing Zippy Z, Zappy Zai, Yappy Yo. And then that's kind of a hark. That's what's the word I'm looking for? An allusion to the end of the book where... The, the three farmers are sitting around the hole. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and then we get Bean coming in like, what are you singing, Petey? That's just bad songwriting. Flicks his cigarette at him. Bad song, Petey. Flicks his cigarette and walks away. Because Petey's just making it up as he goes, which is truly like... Yeah, it's called improv. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very difficult thing that is actually good songwriting. So Bean, it's not weak songwriting. It's actually very good and hard. So basically, you're telling Bean to fight you right now? Yeah. Well, no, I'm telling Bean to fight Wayne Brady. <laughs> okay. I feel like Wayne. Did you see? What? There is a there's a clip on the internet this week where Wayne Brady was uh, on Let's Make a Deal because he's the host of it. And there's this guy like playing a conch shell. And Wayne Brady was like improving a song about a conch, about the conch shell. But he didn't have anything to rhyme with conch. So he, what he did was reference uh, late 90s rapper Pharaoh Monch. And it was very funny. I did not see that. Man. I think very, very few people did. But then, so what happened was like Pharaoh Monch like retweeted it. And it was like, hey, I have an album coming out. Whoa. It was quite amusing. Surprise promo. And then cut back to this week. Okay. There's this professor on my campus who's very notorious for telling bad jokes. And me and my friend were working. In, in a building that he works in, he walks by and he, he starts telling us jokes. And he, one, of, one of the jokes he tells us is, uh, what's a mummy's favorite kind of music? And we're like, rap. And so I say, who's the mummy's favorite rapper? Pharaoh Monch. Hey! So I, we, we got there. This was an anecdote worth telling. You know, it is what it is. But getting back to PD's the end of PD's song and Bean's comment, the face, so you see Dan the newsman and camera guy, I think it is, next to him? Sure. I, I'm not sure who the other person is that's on the right of PD. But they both kind of have these, like, stunned faces when Bean just comes up and is like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and especially the guy on the right. Dan's a little more bemused, but the guy on the right is definitely like, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, it's flicking a vi- overall flicking a cigarette at someone is quite a violent act. Yeah, you could light them on fire. Or, That's how forest fires start, Bean. Only you can prevent forest fires, Bean, and you're doing a bad job. You did a bad job preventing forest fires, Bean. <laughs> Flick. <laughs> uh, that's a title. Okay, and the thing I wanted to say was that overall, it's funny because... PD wrote a good song. Yeah, it's really clever. It's really <laughs> smart. It's pro animal, which is interesting, and it's a fun song. Like it's you don't quite expect it, and we've been talking about it for the last couple minutes now. But it's 
it just kind of happens and it's very sudden like Fox just turns on his radio and it's playing and it's it's surprising and fun mm-hmm. and it's really unique for the film. Yeah, and I feel like well every Wes Anderson movie has like the montage or something and this is kind of it where it's like it's like the revenge sequence in Rushmore where it's like oh this this is the standout scene in the movie and it happens that it's like oh an original song that's kind of like a fun little montage. It's good. I think this movie has a lot of montages though. I don't think this is just oh, the I mean, one. There's a lot. Like, this movie is very montage heavy. Oh, all, all Wes Anderson movies have montages, but there's usually, like, the one that sticks out. I feel like I don't think we've gotten to that montage yet, though. I don't think it's this yeah. one. Okay. Uh, and then also at the end of Petey's song, we get the, the cool, uh, like, zoom out. We see, like, Kylie struggling to carry a TV, and we zoom out, and we see all three farms with the tunnels dug beneath them. And it's a cool final way to end the end the song. Absolutely. It's a beautiful shot. It, it gets back to that like larger world. It it really kind of ties together the human and the animal world where we've been cutting back and forth between the two of them. It's kind of a unifying collaborative and, shot. And even when we zoom all the way out, we can still see the little dots of the critters moving through the tunnels, mm. which I think is really cool. One last yeah. thing about Bean is he had just he has a huge gun. His gun is just like a pistol, but the shaft of the pistol barrel barrel barrel, thank you the barrel is super long yeah it's like i don't know it's scary that's why bean is a spooky guy we we've already talked about this okay then we cut to the the flint mine which we get a title card for or yes a a new scene placing i don't know what they're called title Uh, title cards fair okay bean's flint mine refugee camp no bat badger's flint mine yeah parentheses refugee camp yes and you Uh, get a shot of some of the critters the adult critters looking after the littler critters uh mrs fox is checking the eyes of agnes Agnes. mrs or presumably mrs beaver or mrs badger which is yep it's mrs beaver that's like got a pedi no it's badger Mrs. Badger. Because Mrs. Badger's she's, she's the one looking a after her badger. son. Yeah. Yeah. Or presumably her son. These are all, we're all guessing here because they're, they're not defined really. Um, and yeah. little Badger is in a Wearing... skeleton costume. Yep. And it's super cute. <laughs> yeah. And then there are a couple other little critters wrapped around in a blanket. And those are rabbits. Like a rabbit. And then there's another adult critter in, um, in the background. I think it's is that the, the secretary, secretary lady from, from earlier. earlier? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But we can, we did, we were never official on what she was. Yeah, I she kind of looks like a bit like a groundhog. I think do we get her scientific name later? I don't know. The we'll come back oh. to it. Okay. She, she hasn't had any lines she comes yet, back. which is the problem. Yeah. Mike, oh, there's also the little mouse Taylor. He's in there. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Which and it's funny can... that he he's the only male. But he's so tiny. With all yeah, I mean, it makes he, sense why he stayed behind, but also, like... He wouldn't really be able to help with the, 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 the tiny and the, the carrying the fridges and stuff. But this is where scale is so weird in this movie. <laughs> because, yeah. like, is a mouse actually that small in comparison to a, a I fox? I mean, in comparison to foxes, yeah. But, like, he's really tiny. But mice are really tiny. I feel like it's just, a, it's a joke, but it's also, like, pretty true. Like, yeah, mice are that small. Okay. It's not like the Mickey Mouse world where the mice are as big as the dogs or as big as the... The ducks. The ducks. Exactly. 
So when I was like, when that scene, when the scene changed and you see all of these like parent-like figures checking on the well-being of these younger critters, I was like, is there some like plague or like illness going around right now that they are like on high alert and like checking out these kids kind of thing? Or like, what do you think is happening that would warrant, I don't, it, it like the way it was all positioned and everything, it made me really concerned that like something was going on that like isn't talked about in the movie and it's like is there some epidemic going on as well or is it just like they're being precautious because like people haven't been eating regularly and like they keep changing environments and they're not seeing the sun and that kind of stuff well i think we're definitely not seeing all of the animals that are in the flint mine so there's that but you, you are you do raise a good point it's like why are they being like well so it seems like the rabbits are like cold and scared so they're under a blanket and yeah it's like a shock blanket yeah and agnes got something in her eye so felicity's checking her eye and the kids in the halloween costume so i don't don't know the real question i have little badger's a hypochondriac yeah well the real question i have is where are agnes's parents because they're never characters in this movie so is agnes an orphan is this been something we've been glossing over this whole time Oh my gosh. Revelation. Or does one of does either Mr. or Mrs. Fox le- lead a double life and they are <laughs> the are actual pa- like <laughs> Are you saying Agnes is the secret child of of one or the other? Either, yes. Either Mr. or Mrs. Fox, which makes the whole Ashes and Christopherson's crush on her creepy. So, I mean, they're animals and that's not super a thing in the animal world, although, well, less so. Although, if it's Fox's illegitimate child, if Agnes is Fox's illegitimate child, Christopherson's <laughs> related to Mrs. Fox, so it's not so like, good. so it's not like as creepy. It's still creepy, but it's not I as mean, creepy. There's no DNA there, though. That would like, or presumably, I don't know. Do foxes like interbreed? I really have no idea. Probably not. We don't know anything about the mating patterns of foxes. There's only f- five foxes in this world, and. Three of them are a nuclear family, and one of them is a cousin, and then the other one doesn't have any connection. Or is an illegitimate child, as I'm going to now <laughs> affirm. <laughs> but, like, Conspiracy even if it was an illegitimate again. child, like, Felicity or Fox is doing a very good job at not revealing it and just making this illegitimate child live a solo life on their own. Yeah. I'm like, are they... Yeah, no, that's a really good point that I never thought about before. Like, is Agnes an orphan? Or did Agnes's parents but, die in this like in the like the last twenty minutes of the movie? Oh my gosh, maybe because spoilers, but later like she's living with them. Yeah. So maybe her parents did die, and she is a tragic orphan. Agnes just and hates she... Mr. Fox because he's responsible for the death of her parents. Oh my god, we're uncovering the truth. <laughs> I told you this was a true crime podcast. Now. No, that's really like that's harrowing. Where where did Ag- and it like maybe she's being looked at by Mrs. Fox to like confirm that she's okay based on whatever like horrific traumatic experience she just underwent. Yeah. Is Agnes really messed up now and like emotionally <laughs> and like unstable and like Christopherson and Ash are actually like no, she wouldn't be a good mate because she's just so traumatized from her past. I want the sequel Would- that's about Agnes. And her, like, emotional trauma. Yeah, and, like, overcoming it, though, like, being accepted and, like, finding her new family and, like, learning that her past does not define her and she is still powerful and strong. It's got to be kind of like 
in the Royal Tenenbaums, how Gwyneth Paltrow's character is like adopted and then she's like kind of falls in love with one of her brothers, but also like she's like emo and I don't know, I could see something, a spin on Agnes's future storyline that would be interesting for sure. I've never seen Royal Tenenbaum, so I don't know it. But I was thinking, what if Agnes is actually, like, she she goes off into the world to find her... Maybe, what if it's, like, a Moana kind of tale? Oh, no one knows how far Agnes will go. No. It would, it would be know. interesting to see the Fantastic Mr. Fox characters in a different setting. I, I don't think this, we've ever talked about this before. But, like, to see them on the ocean or in, like... <laughs> On like a beach or in the tundra or something. Yeah, in the snow even like. Yeah, like or, like that'd be interesting. Snowy foxes. <laughs> mm. Um, just to uh, see like the the characters and this style of animation explored in different settings would be interesting. That would be really cool. No, I'm just I keep thinking about Agnes and like she's so even in the next like couple scenes or her next couple appearances and like I know I'm not supposed to jump ahead like this but just thinking she seems pretty put together but like it could be that repressing part of grief and trauma where you're like no that didn't actually happen to me and like it couldn't be me that actually underwent that experience so I just I'm I'm really like I want to keep keep an eye out on this I don't think it'll ever it's ever confirmed or denied in in the grand scheme of things but it's like the it's like the Princess now. Leia thing in Star Wars where you're like, oh, Princess Leia just watched her whole planet get blown up. She seems very emotionally stable right now. Yeah, Leia's just a boss. Well, yeah. Okay. And then, so we're in the Flint Mine and then they hear some dirt sh- shifting around and then we see Fox and Badger and the whole gang appear dust covered and Fox says, we took everything. And it's and they've also quite got quite humorous. a lot of food. Yes, they they have stolen food and everything, just literally everything. sugar, TVs. They've looted cheese. Yes. Yeah, I I wrote down some of the items they took. Um, you said sugar already. Cider. They have quite a lot of the different meats. Um, they have several wheels of cheese. Uh, they have some mechanical looking devices. Um, it looks like they have a snow globe, which is kind <laughs> of weird. Um, but just like, it is very reminiscent of earlier in the film when he fills up their pantry with all the food and like, it's that kind of stuff again. And Fox has that way about him, but this time he's able to be honest about it. And he's like, I stole all this. Look at me be super happy. Also, it's like, clearly they, they took multiple trips. So clearly they established some time beforehand, okay, we're not going to reveal everything to them little by little. We're going to gather it all up in one pile right here. And then in one go, we're going to knock down this wall and say, hey, we took everything. And all the, all the dudes are like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Which is just another example of a man making t- t- way too much work out of something really dumb. <laughs> oh, I'm hey, sorry. Isn't that the minute by but minute But shots spirit? fired. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. But um, it then turns into Bean saying they took everything and like keeping his cool for a hot second. Yeah. As... And we get a little bit of the Bogus and Bunce banter. Yeah, which is great. Always a good time like, when they get to talk. Like, yeah, we, we shouldn't have done anything. Yeah, we only really made things worse. I wish we had never done anything. And they're running under our feet. Like, we have no control yeah. over them. And then yeah. Bean just gets up and starts rage starts destroying. 
It's so good. Um, I feel like what Bean does to his trailer in this and then in the next minute um, is what I feel like I want to do sometimes. And I would just love the opportunity at some point in my life to just rage destroy something. Just well, be like flipping tables is like the first thing he does is wipe everything off the table and flip it. And like, yeah, that's standard. Yeah, no. And I like really want to flip a table in my life. Like, I joke about flipping tables a lot. Like, I'll pretend to start lifting one up. But, like, no, I genuinely, like, want to, like, if I could, like, have a set of, like, the trailer in this in this minute, I would totally, like, if I was really angry, I'd want to, like, have the opportunity because usually I don't, like, break things and stuff because I'm like, well, then I have to clean it up after because that's the joy of living by yourself. It's like, oh, I made a mess. I have to clean it up now. Sometimes when I'm laughing really hard, I'll just like flip a chair over. Well, that's because you're a very big person, Tyler. But no, no, like I'll like, oh, I'll stand up out of the chair I'm sitting in and then like find another chair and just like flip it over because I'm laughing so hard. That's really strange. I'm sorry. That's that's really weird, Tyler. And I don't think I've ever seen you do that before. I don't know if I actually believe you. Okay. I've known you your entire life and I've never seen you do that. So I don't know if it's true or not. Are you lying to me? No, I, I don't lie. I don't believe would you. Would I lie to you, Condra? Would I? Would I, I feel lie? like you would. Are you saying I would lie to you? Because honestly, that's just really hurtful. Wait, I have something else to do with um, Bean's trailer. He has, like, stripes of sticky notes on the wall, and they're all pinned. What are they? Like, why would you need that many sticky notes? <laughs> Unless they're, like, yeah, schedules he... or something. His master... Well, that could be it. But, like, his yeah, his master plan for, like, capturing Fox isn't like, a, isn't, like, a police detective, like, trying to find a murderer. He's not trying to, like, post strings on a board connecting things. He's just kind of, like... Hey, we're going to sit here and catch this fox. Okay, so overall, we're we're basically where the book stops, and this is kind of where the movie gets interesting from here. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, I think we hit that a few minutes ago when they destroyed, like, when the, the hill got destroyed and the tree got destroyed, and they started, like, the siege, quote-unquote. I think that's really where the book ended. I don't, All I right, think well, we are in new territory now. Well, no, what the thing was, was the book ends with the farmer sitting above the hole, which we got a shot of earlier, but we, but what we didn't get was that the fact that Fox had stolen everything from them while they were waiting. So here's where we have, okay, Fox has stolen everything from them and they're waiting, which I think is what mm-hmm. I think is like the end of the book. I, I know we did re- reference it earlier though, so. No, that's fair and um, makes sense in a lot of regards, but I feel like the farmers have already taken it a step further than the book like fox might be on a different timeline in terms of book to <laughs> Par- book to parallel timelines yeah yeah oh, like boy. fox is like just taking a little longer to get to the point where his book ends than the farmer's book okay that's fair um we should wrap it up yeah so i don't have you've been listening else, to fantastic minute we don't have a guest so we don't need to ask them where they're from but Hey, where are we from? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Amateur Nerds. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com with questions, comments, thoughts about future minutes. Or you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or other places you listen to podcasts. Yeah, we hope you join us for Minute 46, and we hope you tell your friends and check out future episodes. I've been Tyler Boudreau. I've been Condra. We're the Amateur Nerds, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic!